Huh. I got your back like a pack do. Rhymes to react to. Shit back to the facts. It's a rap like an act do. Act crew. Money in the bank. Yeah, it's funny when you ain't got it in your pocket. Now feeling like you're gone November. I'll be gone till September. I tell your mother I'll be gone till September. I'll be gone till September. I'll be gone till September. Well, tell your brother I'll be gone till September. January, February, March, April, May. I get it going. Yes, what can I say? I'll be gone till September. I'll be gone till September. I'm singing that song because the Orioles, yes, those Orioles, those Baltimore Orioles have won again. I'm going to type because they are 43 and 25. Um, Cello, it's a base. It's been, I don't know, 20 years since the Orioles have been good. And I have decided that I am going to live. That's right, I said live in Baltimore in September. And I'll be gone till September, I'll be gone till September. I tell your mother I'll be gone till September. January, February, March, April, May. What can I say? I'll be gone till September. Yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be uh, in Baltimore where people talk like this. Oh you go see them Oreos, boy. Are you going with Jimmy down see them Oreos? Hey GJ. No squeet, no Jew. Oh, come on. You you and Jimmy? Down at the Oreos game. I cannot wait. Um, I have decided to give up my place in Chicago, and I'm just going to travel. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to cut the rope to the sail, and I'm just going to drift and see where it takes me. I'm starting in Baltimore. Weird choice, I know, but I just don't think the Orioles will ever be good at baseball again. And the Ravens start in September. And I'll tell you what, if the Orioles go to the playoffs in October, well, then I'll be gone till November. I'll be gone till November. I tell your mother I'll be gone till November. January, February, March, April, May. I'll pull together. What do I say? I'll be gone till November. Because I'm going to Orioles. I don't care how much it costs. I'll put the whole bank. I'll burn the money, brother. I'll be like the Joker in Batman. I'll have a pile of cash and I'll light it on fire. But instead of cash, I'll just trade it all in for Orioles playoff tickets because I'm going to be there, baby. Too much? Too little? Just right. The Orioles, I think, are one season away. That's right, I said it one season away from winning the World Series. Overreaction? Hot take? Everyone in their lineup can hit the ball. I was watching today. They were playing the uh, Blue Jays. They only scored four runs. That's nothing. It's nothing to the Orioles. They put up 11 runs in the first game. But literally everyone in the lineup, you feel like there's a chance they can they can hit the ball. And we're actually missing our center fielder, Cedric Mullins. But we just, we were like, you know what? Let's go to the free agent market. Let's get Aaron Hicks thrown on the dump, dumpster fire from New York. Turns out he didn't like to be clean shaven. He wanted to grow a beard. He's an Oriole now. Grow a beard. It's 2023, man. I can have a beard and work at the same time. 
And he's logged the hit in every single game. He's batting 350. He's going to the Hall of Fame. Our pitching, we got a guy named Dean Kramer. Sounds like a Seinfeld character. We got Tyler Wells. And I'll tell you what, the pitching is the weak part, but they've been pitching well. And I'll tell you, if we get a lead and our closer, Felix Batista, comes in, it's over. The man can throw it 102 miles an hour straight down the barrel. You're not hitting it. I've never been a baseball guy. But I've watched every single Orioles game. I got the MLB package. I'm the I'm the I'm the guy who has bought the Orioles MLB package. It's relaxing. I can work on the weekends and have it on and not feel like it's football or basketball where I have to be watching. I hear the crack of the bat, I look up. I think baseball is made for people over thirty. Because when I was younger, I was like, this is boring as hell. When you're younger, you need constant distraction. You need you need people getting blasted in the middle of a field. You need people jumping from the free throw line and dunking. When you're over 30, I just want to sit, hear the murmur of a crowd that's just drinking beer, not really watching the game, and when the crack of the bat happens, we all look up. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be in Baltimore, and then I'm just going to, yeah, like I said, cut the rope and set sail, baby. Cut that rope like I'm in Cape Fear. I just watched that movie last night. Um, If you're not familiar with Cape Fear, it's uh, it's a movie with Robert De Niro, directed by Martin Scorsese, and it was really good i forgot how good it is uh real check it out de niro probably should have won an oscar he plays a uh, a prisoner of 14 years who was sent away um but he is a rapist a, a child rapist so he's a terrible person in the movie but his lawyer um at the time 14 years prior found evidence that he buried that the woman that he raped, or the girl that he raped, um, she was promiscuous. And so at that time, that would have gotten thrown out of court back in... When was that movie made? Let me look it up. Yeah, back in that day. 1991, damn. I I was one years old, just waddling around when this movie came out. But back in that day... If, uh, you know, if it came out that the girl um, was with uh, two guys in one month, they'd be like, oh, my God, promiscuous. He, well, he couldn't have possibly raped her because she loves sex. Nowadays, it'd be like, oh, she had sex with um, two people in a month. What's wrong with her? Has she not embraced her fe- her her femininity? Is that how you say it? Don't slut shame. That's what they would say nowadays. They'd be like, she can have sex with 50 guys in a month. And and the problem is, like, nowadays you'd just be like, yeah, okay, I'll still get with her. I don't care. I don't care about reputation or anything like that. Um, so that's the premise of the movie. Lawyer buries it. 
Uh, Robert goes to jail for 14 years, and he wants his vengeance. While he's in jail, he um, learns to read. He actually says, I learned to read. He has this this accent during the entire movie, and I can't tell whether I love it or if it's, like, way over the top. But he's, like, southern hillbilly, somewhere in the middle of Alabama type of guy. He's like, learned to read while I was in there. And, uh... There's another great scene in the beginning. He's walking out of the prison. And I just want to say this at one point in my life. They're like, don't you want... He has all these books in his cell. And he's like, don't you want your books? And he's like, read them all. (laughs) That's how I'm going to leave my apartment. Uh, Before I go to uh, Baltimore in September, I'm going to... uh, I'm just going to leave all the books in my apartment. And they go like, um, sir, you left your books. I'm going to say, I read them all. <laughs> they're, of no use of, they're of no use to me anymore because I've read them all. Um, but it's a, it's, it's a movie that would never, ever, ever get made today because, well, the first part I told you about the, it's like, I don't know if they're trying to make it like, Robert De Niro's sympathetic in it because it's like he definitely raped a girl to go to jail. In the middle of the movie, he rapes... How many times can I say rape on this podcast? Um, he rapes uh, a woman that is flirting with um, Nick Nolte, who plays the lawyer, and is married, um, just to like prove a point. And then she doesn't... She doesn't uh, testify against him because she knows how the system works. And she's like, I'm not going to testify. I know how the system works, and they're going to blame me and everything. And and back in 1991, they probably would. So it's complicated because that was like I was sitting there. I was like, why doesn't she just tell the police that he did it, and then he can go to jail, and then this movie is over? But that's not how movies work. They can't just be 45 minutes long, Adam. Um, but I, I guess it had some truth to it, you know. A, a lot of, I, I guess, sexual assault survivors don't come forward. So anyways, we're moving forward. And um, and then there's this really bizarre scene with him and uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. No, I'm fucking that up majorly. Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Yeah, Julia Louis-Dreyfus from Seinfeld is in Cape Fear, Adam, and she plays the 16-year-old daughter. Get in the get in the game, man. Get in the game. Let me look up Cape Fear in the uh, cast. It's going to be close to Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Let me just tell you. I think her name is... I mean, this, like, launched her career. Oh, God. Juliette Lewis. All right. So I got close on the first name. Um, and she is 16 in this movie, and the scene I'm referencing is Robert De Niro, which is another great scene. He calls her. This isn't the disturbing scene, but I have to set it up. He calls her, and of course he's just hanging upside down in his apartment like a complete psychopath while he's talking to her, and he's like, I'm your new drama teacher. You got to meet me tomorrow at a blah, blah, blah. And so she goes, she meets him, 
in the in the uh, in the theater, and um, they have this like really weird conversation. And then he's like, "Can I put my arm around you?" And then De Niro goes up to her and like sticks his thumb like in her mouth, which apparently was just an improv scene from De Niro, which is interesting because definitely wouldn't happen today. Let me just tell you that. But it just like really hammers home the character is so monstrous. And I think it's a necessary scene. And I'm just sad movies can't do this anymore. They can't push the envelope. But it's a great movie. It's a great movie. You should check it out. De Niro should have won an Oscar, I think. And um, my favorite, actually, my favorite part of the movie was. Um, so, <laughs> Nick Nolte at some point, like, is like, I have had enough. And I want to um, get this guy out of my life. So he hires three good old boys to go beat him up, right, with lead pipes. And, of course, De Niro just, like, fights off five guys at once in the in the alley. And then <laughs> McNulty is, like, there for some reason watching it. And he, like, hits something, and he's behind this dumpster. And, and then Robert De Niro has this great, like... Um, this great just monologue where he's like, Counselor, Counselor, is that you? <laughs> and he's like, I can outread you, I can outthink you, and I can outphilosophize you. I am God, and God is me. I am as large as God, and he is as small as I. Counselor? Counselor, is that you? Counselor, come out, come out wherever you are. I know white trash piece of shit. I'm better than you all. How can I learn you? How can I read you? How can I thank you? And I can out philosophize you. And I'm gonna outlast you. You think a couple of whacks to my good old boy Gus gonna get me down? It's gonna take a hell of a lot more than that, counselor, to prove you're better than me. I am like God and God like me. I am as large as God. He is as small as I. He cannot above me nor I. Beneath him be. Salacious 17th century. It's <laughs> so good. Oh, man. <clears throat> Speaking of child predators, I think it's a, a, a good time to bring up that uh, Jeffrey Epstein, no one in the Jeffrey Epstein um, investigation has been arrested. Just just want to just keep that on everyone's radar. Everyone's like, Trump, Trump, indict Trump. And it's like, you realize there's like 50 people that definitely, definitely 
sexually assaulted 12-year-old girls on Epstein Island, and none of them have been convicted of anything. Moving on. Um, is it too late to talk about the, uh, the heat in the championship? Denver, uh, let's just keep it quick. I think uh, everyone's already made up their mind, have formed their own opinion. This is, like, way too late of a podcast to talk about it. But, look, Denver uh, is way better. <laughs> and at no point in that series was I watching and thinking, the Heat could win this. Um, yeah, they just moved the ball too well. The The pick-and-roll game between Murray and Jokic is crazy. It's wildly good. And... All of the role players showed up, so what are you going to do? You're the Heat, you got some YMCA players and Jimmy Butler who looked like he was scared. So um, now everyone's doing their overreaction thing, like start of a dynasty, question mark, for the Denver Nuggets. And it's like, yeah, maybe. Uh, I'm the biggest Jokic fan there is. You're not going to find a bigger Jokic fan, okay? But uh, with, the new, um, with the new deal in the NBA – they're really trying to make it hard to have um, three uh, three stars on a team. They want parity in the league, even though I think there is tremendous parity in the league. I, I, I think anyone could win, like, currently, as is. But, like, it's going to be hard to keep um, Michael Porter Jr. there. It's going to be really hard for the Golden State Warriors to keep Draymond or Clay. They just want every team to have two guys, like the Celtics, so you don't know who's going to win every year. And I didn't know who was going to win this year. So I think we were in a good spot. Um, but, hey, the NBA is in a great spot because there's so much talent. I've, I've gone on. I've droned on, droned on and on about this, that uh, the NBA has so much talent, and every team has a guy that really could dominate. <sighs> Even the bad teams are fun. Like, even if you look at the Pistons, right, they're a fun team. Even, if, like, the Thunder are perfectly set up for, like, a Denver-type run. Not next year, but, you know, they're building. And um, I just saw Chet. He was he was wheeling and dealing versus Joel Embiid in a, in a pickup game. He looked good. And uh, there's just so much talent in the NBA. I mean, just to pick a champion at the beginning of the year next year is going to be just a, a shot in the dark. A shot in the cold Cape Fear dark. Counselor, counselor, I dare you. I can outpick NBA games. I can out-philosophize you on NBA games. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I love it. It's in a great place. We got football drama already starting. Stephon Diggs is already posting cryptic messages and not showing up for mandatory mini camp. Man, damn, I'm I'm turning into uh, De Niro. N not turning up for mandatory mini camps. Stephon Diggs, I can out. Thank you. Um. Yeah, we already have that drama going. We got Dalvin Cook thinking he's like awesome, even though he's just a run of the mill running back, run of the real, run of the mill running back. That's fun. That's fun to say. Run of the mill running back. Ah. I mean, tell you what, it'd be, it's a terrible time to be a running back. Oh my God. Hey, here's the ball. You're gonna get smashed 
about 20, 25 times a game if you're really good. And get this, we're going to pay you nothing. <laughs> like, uh, the last guys to get a deal were Christian and Zeke. And um, and Tennessee is thanking Derrick Henry for his contributions by being like, can we move on from you? <laughs> I mean, I don't... I get it. Like, you can make the committee work and everything else, but they're... Running backs are an important part of the team. And so, like, the collusion of ownership to be like, why don't we just keep these guys at $9 million a year? It's like, come on. They block, they catch, they run. They're important. Um, I don't know. They all got to work it out, and it's um, it's the market. You can't fix the market, right? So uh, you just got to be really, really, really good as a running back. Um, but I'm so stoked, man. Um, Ravens, uh, Ravens in September, baby. And now they gone to September. All right, I think that's good for the cast. Um, I'll tune in, uh, I'll tune in when I feel like it. How's that sound? I got pumped because an Orioles game. I had to come on. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what else pops up in the mo- in the news or what movies I'm watching. I think this will be a good format. Talk about sports, do a movie in the be- in the middle, and then uh, tie it all together in the end with some more sports. It's a little sports movie sports sandwich. It It's one of my favorite sandwiches, I'll tell you what. All right, thanks for listening. Druids and Judas and humans are true and it's proven who said with the music the truest you like me I'm ruthless you like me you're clueless you like me you're stupid out of nearly age attracted by the stage all that glitter glamour flashing cameras kept my mind amazed I wasn't rhyming at the time I had no knowledge that one day soon I'd control this audience with every line I say after all I never stutter stumble over words you utter better than this life man I ain't like the others Thank <laughs> you.